0: Well, the presents have been opened, the stockings have been emptied, we've been to church, and maybe we've been to church again, just for good measure. It's December 29th, four days after Christmas. How's it going? Or maybe more like, how many days of Christmas break do we have left before the kids go back to school? Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show, focused on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Well, lest I sound a bit too much like Scrooge, I hope you and your family have enjoyed a wonderful Christmas together, that you've had a chance to eat some of your favorite food, that you've caught up with Aunt Matilda for your once-a-year conversation with her, and maybe even had some time to read a couple chapters of a new book. Still, I've got a tween and two teens. I love them dearly. But it wasn't long after the wrapping paper hit the floor that one of my kids seemed a bit listless, a bit cranky. What's wrong, I asked. I'm bored. (laughs) Ah, yes, boredom, too much time on our hands. So what to do? How can we combat that dreaded boredom and maximize our family time together? Well, today, the plugged-in team has gathered to talk about that very question, to give you some games, activities, and suggestions that might just cheer that glum-faced, boredom-wrestling tweener or teen up just a bit. And after that, plugged-in reviewer Emily Chow, who up until now we've known as Emily Clark. Congratulations on getting married, Emily.
1: Thank you.
0: Is here to tell us a little bit about a relatively new Netflix show that set records for the streaming service in terms of how many hours people have watched it. It's called Wednesday, and it's about Wednesday Adams of the Addams Family. But as we'll see, it takes creepy and kooky into some darker corners than the original 1960s version. And then we'll try to stump each other in another round of Name That Movie, a game where we give a description of a popular movie but exaggerate certain details in a way that makes it more fun and maybe more difficult to guess what the movie might be. So that's where we're headed today. We're glad that you have taken a break from picking up wrapping paper off the floor to join us at The Plugged In Show. As always, we would love to hear what you think about our discussion. What are some of the ways that you and your family have spent holiday and Christmas break time together? You can let us know at Facebook or Instagram, or shoot us a message at team at thepluggedinshow.com. Well, with no further ado, let's get started. Joining me today are Emily Chow, Bob Hoos, Jonathan McKee, and Kennedy Unthank. Hey, everyone. Hello. Hello. Howdy. Hey. Well, merry uh, post Christmas. I hope that you guys are, you know, <laughs> awake <laughs> fat. today. Yes, fat, fat, and happy, as the saying goes. I <laughs> probably can check both of those boxes. Yeah, it was Holly f- and jolly.
1: <laughs> fun fact: Now that my my name is changed, my initials are EAT.
0: So oh, wow.
1: I ate a lot of food. I mean, that seems like a so good excuse food. to me. I know, right? That's it's awesome. like it's in my initials. I have to eat.
2: <laughs> your DNA. Yeah.
0: Well, for our icebreaker question to get us started this morning, I want to know about your childhood. Not all of it, mind you. It's not a therapy session. But I want you to think back to when you were a kid. Uh, for some of us, those files have been in deep storage for a very long time. What did you love to do? On Christmas break, back in the day, and maybe that's a specific memory from a specific Christmas with a favorite Christmas gift you got at some point.
2: Sure, I'll jump in. Uh, I know we're going to probably talk about games as we go along, but for me, it was always Monopoly and Risk. Wow! I, mean, I just oh. with you oh, know, your family. There you go. Well, with yeah. the family, I had a, I had a neighbor not far away who loved Risk, and so we would get into Risk games that would stretch on literally the entire day. You know, and it was fun. There's something about a board game. And as I said, I know we'll probably talk about that in this yep. particular podcast, but there's something about a board game that can be so much that can involve you, but also just be a group activity where you just have fun and chat and talk while you're playing. So, okay. Who's next? Favorite
0: Christmas holiday break memory? Yeah. So mine's kind of adapted over the time.
3: I think, you know, when I was younger, we used to watch a Christmas story every single Christmas Eve. Oh, that's like yeah, that's a good We can probably <laughs> quote the entire movie now. Um, that's awesome. Nowadays, uh, since my family's kind of all around the country, uh, we like to hop onto a Zoom call and play a game of Jackbox together.
0: Okay. Another game. We're going to talk more about games later, uh, as Bob said. Emily, what about you?
1: I'm not going to say a game because our family just kind of does that. That's just something we do when we all get together, period. It's not Christmas specific. No, my specific Christmas memories are from when I was a kid going outside and sledding, making snowmans, making snow angels, and yeah. And then I would go inside because I was a little nerd and I would read books and play video games all day.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, you know... I will throw no stones at you for being a little nerd because I was also a little nerd. <laughs> Jonathan? Well, it, it's funny
4: thinking nostalgically about this because I was actually just in uh, Bend, Oregon, speaking in a church, and I had to go visit the last Blockbuster. Uh, oh. It, and I was Is it in it still there open? And it's there and uh, it's amazing. I mean, Google it, it's fascinating, but I was in there looking around and it just, I mean, it brought, I was almost in tears and I walked up to this like employee who was like this 16 year old kid who didn't understand. I was just like, yeah, what? You know. And I was like, this is so great. I mean, this is amazing. How many people come? And he was looking at me like I was insane. And I'm thinking, aren't there other people like me who come in here in tears, thinking of the memories? And I, uh, but I just thought of, I mean, literally at Christmas, after we opened a presents and all this stuff, my brother and I would go up, you know, to Blockbuster and, and actually even pre-Blockbuster, we went to this place. It was like Mr. Video that looked like a Blockbuster, you know, and we'd go and we'd go through the aisles and we'd select literally probably three movies, you know, yeah. I remember back three VHS, you know, so we could yeah. get that, you know, awesome 250 lines of resolution. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and that was, that was like Christmas afternoon, you know, mom be making food and all that. Tom and I were in the back room, my brother and I were just, you know, watching movie after movie so i mean that that was that was christmas afternoon for now, us
2: did this last blockbuster <laughs> did it still have vhs
4: uh it it believe it or not actually had like blu-ray and a lot of dvd i i can't believe how many people still have dvd but it was like dvd blu-ray some 4k um but it was just it looked just like you know, normal with a new release section and everything. And they they literally have the old computers that they're just trying to keep going so it can keep the old database and That's
2: system awesome.
4: going. It is really you know, cool. I, I uh, bet
0: none of us thought back in the day when we went to Blockbuster and we argued with our roommate or our best friend or our family about which movie to get, that someday yeah. that would become a religious experience. For <laughs> <you>. yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> tears were shed. Te- tears were shed. Well, I think back um to christmas break and i'm trying to pick just one memory but um uh, okay i'll go with one i've probably talked about before and that would have been christmas 1978 i was eight years old and i got a millennium falcon and it was the best (laughs) gift i ever got in my entire life i mean other than jesus of course because jesus is always the best gift but um yeah, how and big, then I think how that big my dad, was this
4: Millennium Falcon? Well, How was, big was it? It was
0: the, you know, the Kenner Star Wars Millennium Falcon that you put minifigures figures
2: in. And and, and so we, your memory is breaking it, right? So. No, I didn't
0: No, I treated it with the reverence it deserved and then one day my dad sold it in a garage sale or took it to the landfill no. or something. I'm like, for the love, dad, for real. But anyway, like I said, this was not intended to be a counseling session, so
1: I'll
0: oh. I'll bring it into a close there. Um <laughs> But one of the things that I like about Christmas break is that it is a time that, at least when you're a kid, maybe not so much when you're an adult, it's a different time, right? Uh, My kids came home for Christmas break, and seriously, you would have thought we were going to Hawaii for three weeks. (laughs) It's Christmas break! I'm like,
2: really, is school
0: that bad? And the answer is yes. Apparently, it is that bad. Um, And the first couple days, you know, there's that energy of it's Christmas break and they get to do what they want to do. And then, you know, as I mentioned in the intro for some kids, some kids are self-directed, but other kids need a little bit of help with how to structure all of this sudden free time. And so today I thought it would be fun for us to just share some ideas about uh, what families might do to create meaningful space together and just break up some of the, you know, what starts out as a gift turns into monotony for some kids. So we're just going to kind of have a round robin discussion. And I want to hear from you guys on what kinds of things maybe you did growing up, but other things that you know maybe weren't around back in the day that would be good options now for families that want to spend some quality time together over christmas break so kennedy i'm gonna pick on you to lead us off because you are sort of our you're our resident board game guru so i thought you might have a board game or two that maybe we haven't heard of or maybe we have so why don't you start us off kennedy
3: Yeah, so I'll actually I'll give you three board games, and I'll give you one non-board game thing just to show that I can diversify my portfolio. (laughs) I'll
2: give you three.
3: (laughs) Um, So first off, yeah, there's uh, hues and cues. Now uh, this game is about three or four years old. It's really simple. It plays three to ten players, and so big
0: families can participate. Yes, yes, and that's one of the reasons why
3: I chose it. Really fun game. It's just essentially a giant array of colors. That Pretty much every color you can think of. And the objective of the game is that you've got a color that you're trying to describe to all of the other players, but you're not allowed to use any color terminology. So, for instance, if I have a shade of red, I might say something like apple, but then you have some players who are going to think, well, Granny Smith, and so they're going to put their token on green. And the issue is that you've got so many different shades of red and green out there and even yellow um, that you might just miss it
0: that sounds like a fun game
3: yeah it is a lot of fun uh, another one is cryptid and in this game you are all working together to find bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster or whatever mythological oh, you, creature you, you had think me a bigfoot brother <laughs>
4: <laughs> there's another story right
3: now uh, the objective of this game though is that you're trying to find it but the problem is that you don't have all of the clues you need to find it everybody has their own clue that will tell them where this thing is and as you guys ask each other questions you start to discern what their clues might be and there's one little space on the map that all of your clues agree that it must be there
0: and what happens when you get there then you win oh everybody wins is bigfoot there like for uh, real? he might be you'll have to find out man i want to get that one and then finally <laughs> we've
3: got uh, captain sonar this is a personal favorite of mine uh plays two to eight and basically And the these best... are all
0: board like analog board games, right? Or uh, yes, board yes, ish uh, games. Board ish, yes. Yeah.
3: Uh and then Captain Sonar, uh the best way I can describe it is real time battleship. Wow. You've got up to four people on each side. Uh each of them has their own distinct role within the submarine that they're piloting. Oh, and your yeah, objective... you've talked about this before. Yeah, I love this game. Uh, The objective of the game is to take down the enemy submarine before they can take you down. So you have someone who's the captain. So it's just like real life then. Exactly. Okay. You have someone who's the captain who's navigating the submarine. You have someone who's the first mate who's charging all of the systems. You have someone who's the engineer who's repairing all of the systems as they fall apart. And you have someone who's the radio operator who's listening to the enemy team's
0: captain trying to chart where he thinks they're going. Wow. It's a lot of fun. Those sound like great games. Well, thank you. And I'm not even a huge gamer, but they're games that make me want to maybe, you know, go find them somewhere. We'll convert you. Don't worry. Yeah, (laughs) fair enough. And what's your non-game Yes, so this is something that I enjoy
3: doing. You take a recipe book, you take a cookbook that has hundreds, thousands of recipes that you've never done before. You flip it open to a random page, you put your finger down, and you say, okay, today we're going to go and try and
0: make that. So what are some things that you have ended up picking using this method?
3: Uh, We have learned how to make vanilla cream pie. Mm. We have also, unfortunately, learned how to make switchel, which is this really uh, horrible drink that uses a lot of apple cider vinegar.
1: (laughs) But it's a lot of fun. Take the good with the We've learned to make a horrible
4: drink.
0: (laughs) That sounds fun. All right.
4: You may
1: not like everything in your cookbook.
0: (laughs) Well, that's true. Thanks, Kennedy. So who would like to step up to the holiday activity plate next? Any well, volunteers.
1: I can just tell you what I did this past week, which okay. is with my new husband, we built a pillow fort and uh-huh. we watched, <laughs> we binged watched, um, all of our favorite geeky movies. Uh, so all the sci-fi and fantasy themed things that we, uh, share a love for and we played board games and card games and video games and...
0: So lots of games.
1: Yeah. And, um... <laughs> But, we're, you know, we're, we're two grown adults, and we are not too old for a pillow fort.
0: Okay. And neither are
1: you. Build the no. pillow fort with your kids. Do it.
0: <laughs> Fair it's enough. Awful. I will take it under advisement. Uh, pillow forts it is, then.
2: And, and, you know, there are a lot of other old school kind of things like that that you can do. I mean, one of the things that I think every parent knows is that when you have Christmas, there's a lot of boxes. Yes. And when there's a lot of boxes, you can give them to the kids and they may have fun with them even in this it's this very digitally focused world that we live in playing with boxes especially if there's big boxes can be lots of fun my kids uh, my kids used to um, take cardboard and actually use boxes and cardboard to cut out set pieces and then they would film little videos you know like movie video like
0: stop action stuff yeah, your with, kids no, are no, more I mean, creative
1: than with I, would, would, I was i was going to say they would say... play characters your kids are more creative than I was because I was going to say you can also use the cardboard boxes for your pillow fort, right? <laughs> sure, big reinforcement. Create... For your pillow. No, no, I was thinking more like tunnels and uh-huh. rooms <laughs>
0: sort of the Minecraft approach to building a, a
1: pillow it, fort,
2: yeah. And okay, and I'll throw out another one too. Uh, there was one, one that my son did one year, and actually, this was he did this at Christmas, but you could do it afterwards easily. Uh, we woke up Christmas morning and he had set up a clue quest throughout the house. You have really creative kids. Yeah, yeah, I actually. I don't, where do. did they get it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. My, my wife, I guess. But anyway, um, we, we came downstairs and realized that all the gifts that we had under the tree were locked away in the study and we couldn't get to them until we solved the entire clue quest and it was a lot of fun you know where he had these these puzzles that we had to solve as we went along and uh, and sort of scope out how to eventually get the key to unlock the door and it was uh, you know i mean it can be something that you do inside and outdoor outdoors because one of the clues for example that he had it was a snowy christmas that year and uh, it was up on a hill in the snow somewhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my word. It was, uh, you know, it was
1: uh, it was fun. So you draw straws to figure out who has to... <laughs> who's trekking who to up there.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's fun. That's fun. I, I I, guess I could chime in. I'm always kind of looking for, I think, the things that uh, where people are putting screens down and kind of interacting with each other instead of, you know, removing themselves as the screens. Right. And believe it or not, I always... I, I go back to a childhood memory where um, my parents were always very... Uh, uh, financially, they were always very prudent about decisions and they never rushed out. If I ever wanted something, they always were like, okay, well let's, you know, pray about it and create a budget. And in three months, if the Lord lays it on our heart, you know, and so you never, there was never like, you know, (laughs) quick purchases, but I'll never forget this one quick purchase that kind of changed our lives. And it was because our neighbor came over and was moving and asked my parents, Hey, uh, we're moving and we're just kind of clearing out stuff. Do you want our hot tub? in the backyard, which was kind of an interesting question. And my dad just kind of looked at me and my brother and was like, well, yeah. So we went over and literally spent a Saturday taking down this deck, bringing the deck over. We spent the whole day with this deck, with this giant hole in it, building the deck. And we were like, you know, so ready to bring this over. And when we started to bring the spa over the thing, literally just fell apart it was junk it just completely collapsed and my dad is like looking at this deck that he built in the backyard with this giant hole in it we like sit a plant in it we're like no it doesn't you know i mean it just and so my dad goes boys get in the car we're like what we literally drove to a hot tub place and he put a credit card down (laughs) and we purchased a hot tub it was in the deck like within two days and it changed our lives because all of a sudden every night around bedtime, my dad would be walking out with a towel and he's like, all right, guys, you, you can go to bed or you can hang out with me in the hot tub. And of course we all looked at each other and we're like hot tub. It is bed or hot tub. <laughs> so we ended up spending night after night, just sitting in this hot tub, just talking and it's funny. Cause my dad looks back and he says, you know what? it was so hard to get you guys to open up he goes but for some reason when we got you in that hot tub you would not be quiet and i think it's just cuz we wanted to stay up but it was he <laughs> had found this amazing uh i always called a communication arena um where we just sat and talked. And so uh, as I grew up, I always looked for these things. And, and when it came to these you know, vacations and Christmas breaks and everything, I was always like, what are, where are these communication arenas? Where are these places? And I've looked and tried to discover. And I think one of the ones around the holidays that we always find is actually baking because for some reason maybe when their hands are are sticky with cookie dough or with batter or with whatever they they can't be on their screens you know but we literally are all hands on deck all in the kitchen laughing, joking. Um, my wife's, you know, slapping our hands as we're grabbing cookie dough. And she's like, wait, you'll get salmonella. And we have that, you know, ongoing debate. <laughs> no, we won't. Cookie Nobody ever better. got salmonella from cookie yeah, yeah, dough. Absolutely. I'm just say you know, <laughs> and and, and, uh, and we would always, you know, be running around with cookie dough. And I mean, just I mean, it was one of those fun things. So I, I think we're always kind of looking for those things where we're, where we're talking, where we're interacting, where screens are actually in the pocket. And for us. Uh, baking, you know, which is really healthy for us, cookie dough, um, yeah. uh, is one of those McKee family traditions for sure.
2: And, you know, going back to your, your hot tub story, you also gave your neighbors some free labor. So, I mean, you were serving <laughs> your neighbors, you know. Absolutely. How that to, was, to tear that apart that a of hot tub. You know, and, and the that, that leads me into thinking about Service. I mean, that's another thing that you can do with your family oh, yeah. during right. those spare times when you just don't know what to do. You can think about ways that you can serve others. I mean, one simple way is to have the kids gather up all the old toys and things mm-hmm. that they don't use anymore and then donate them. Yep. The, the things that are yeah, still, that's what my dad did. The things that are still usable anyway. Still but then, through but it. Then another thing that – yeah, right. No Millennium <laughs> <laughs> Falcons. Um, I'm just rolling my eyes yeah. at you right now. <laughs> but uh, But the other thing that you could choose to do, and this one's a little bit more labor-intensive, but it could be very useful, and that is volunteer yourself and your kids – at a local soup kitchen or something of that nature. The fact is, it can be a wonderful opportunity to not only have your kids learning how to serve others, but also learn the the whole concept of service in general. Just thinking about the way that there's so many people in the world that you can help, and all it takes is just a little bit of effort. Mm.
0: I love that, Bob. And I I love thinking creatively about how to use time that we don't normally have. I think one of the things about, um, you know, Christmas break, and I'm going to keep calling it Christmas break, even though all the schools call it holiday break now or winter break. Uh, One of the things I love about it is we all tend to live busy, frenetic lives. And it's one of the very few moments where apart from, church services, which, you know, we've already had our our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day church services at this point, there's not a lot going on. And and even in a lot of workplaces that week, this week between Christmas and New Year's is it's kind of a quiet week. And so I think it gives us an unusual moment that we don't normally have in our busy American lives to you know, to just take a break and to yeah. look for ways to maybe we do some of those things that that we don't have time to do, not because we're crossing it off our do list, but because it's it, the opportunity uh, is there. And and I just wanted to add a couple um, thoughts of my own. We like really old fashioned stuff. My kids and I play gin rummy a lot. Mm. And. Mm-hmm. I can play gin rummy for hours and I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is about it. It's just, it's relaxing to me and it's fun and we rib each other and, you know, have trash talk at the table the whole time and and kind of try (laughs) to outdo each other in being, yeah, playfully mean to each other. Um we have also really enjoyed backgammon of all yeah, things, which yeah. is another very analog old school kind of it game. Is. It's been around for, you know, 6000 years or whatever. But
2: it's all strategy, you
0: know, it's fun. It is. And I think as you were saying, Jonathan, mm-hmm. these sorts of opportunities are natural moments where conversation can just happen. And mm-hmm. and maybe something emerges out of that that is more meaningful. But I think even if it doesn't, what these things do is they give us an opportunity to really cement our relationships with our kids and what it right. requires of us as parents is maybe a little bit of a mindset change. Cause there's sometimes on Christmas break where I just want to sit in my dad chair and be dad and not have to worry about, <laughs> I am I can be lazy and I can be selfish and sometimes I don't want to engage. And so I think if there is a challenge here to parents, it's okay, let's, um, let's get up and roll our sleeves up, proverbially speaking, and and just get in there with our kids because it's such a great time to do it. And soon we'll be plunged into another new year with activities and back to school. And and before we know it, it'll be Christmas the next year. And that's how the years fly by. So it feels like that these are really grace note kind of moments. Right. And,
2: and, and you know, let me highlight that. The fact is that time passes quickly yeah it really does you're you're looking at your little kids right now and you're not thinking about them growing up and moving out of the house yeah but they will and so there's a lot of joy that you can have right now by taking the time and investing a little bit of effort energy and love in your kids I love that and
0: I think that's the perfect place to land this conversation so thanks everybody well in our second segment today we are going to be talking about Wednesday no, not the day, the character. <laughs> I'm talking about Wednesday Adams, who those of us either of a certain age or with a penchant for nostalgia will remember was one of the Adams family children. And Wednesday was always a little bit peculiar. And this new show, which is directed by Tim Burton, brings a very Tim Burton esque kind of vibe to it. But enough from me, because I'm not the one who reviewed it. Emily. What do we need to know about Wednesday?
1: Uh, yeah, it's the you know hottest thing on Netflix right now. Um, basically, it's just the story of Wednesday Adams. She gets expelled from her school full of normal, average people because she releases a swarm of piranha in the Uh, swimming pool during the boys water polo practice and um, that's a detention (laughs) well no it's an expulsion oh it's an expulsion (laughs) it's an expulsion and it's more than
0: that
4: uh
1: they tell yeah it's a murder attempt let's be honest um she she kind of gets off of the murder charge because she wasn't successful And she's Uh, actually kind. She's even ashamed of herself. She's like, "Oh, I'm really glad this didn't go on my record because then people would know that I failed." (laughs) uh So she. This is a very dark version of Wednesday Addams. I think even more so than we've seen in times past. um, You know, when Christina Ricci played the role um, during my childhood. So I think that um, what we're getting here is there's a lot more death and gore and torture and. It's almost played for laughs like it was in the past, except that uh, Jenna Ortega, who has taken on the mantle... um, And who looks
2: perfect in the role. Oh, she
1: looks perfect (laughs) in the role. She's definitely got the look down, but I think that... um, she Her version of it is just so much darker because there is no like, oh, this is kind of silly and funny. It's more like, no, this girl is a little psychotic. Yeah, she's
0: deadly <laughs> um, serious. like
1: And and like I said, the show itself is, there's a lot more gore in it than you've seen ever in The Addams Family. Um, so I think that it's just, you know, if you're going to watch it, you really have to take it with a grain of salt because... Uh, it is a lot darker there are darker spiritual themes i think they Mm -hmm. um it's Mm -hmm. and and let's be honest adam's family is always kind of delved into the occult anyways like morticia adams and all the whole family participates in a seance in one of the previous films and uh so this show is it's not that far off in terms of spirituality but it is a lot further off, I think, in terms of violence.
0: Okay, so it's not a lighthearted, playful riff on maybe the Adams family that well some of us y- knew. Y- if I pity. can interject,
2: I mean, in a way, it's still playful. Okay, Yes. but it, but, but in a piranha-filled way, exactly.
1: In a very macabre way, okay.
2: exactly. Well, and I think I think it's
4: interesting that uh, you know, really, at the heart of it, and maybe I see through these eyes because we all see through our own lens. So, admittedly. As a kid who is bullied a lot, uh, I just saw through the eyes of, you know, the, I mean, first scene of the first episode is her walking in and getting glared at by her peers at school and stuff written on her locker. And, and it just really brought back all that kind of like, what do you do? when people mistreat you. And mm. and in a way, if, if your family did decide to watch this, if your kids watch this, I think it's a great springboard to talk about what do you do when people mistreat you? How do you respond? You know, and there's some great conversations there. I'm not saying that this show presents any (laughs) good answers. It's more of kind of a spoof on, wouldn't it be cool if we could just get revenge on all our classmates? That's kind of what it presents. But there is that conversation and that is one you could have because we live in a very mean world where people are very mean and now it's on social media, they're excessively mean as well. So it's a conversation we should be having with our kids and something like this might springboard it.
1: Well, and just to kind of riff off of what you were just saying, um, throughout the show, so she goes to a new school that is dedicated to outcasts. So there's werewolves, vampires, witches, all sorts of people who go there, and she kind of gets the same treatment at her new school because she's the outcast of the outcasts. But she finds a way to make friends with some of these people and to find common ground with them because they're all rejected by normal people, and you know there's camaraderie in that, but... One of the things that stands, I think, kind of throughout the season um, is that Wednesday really and truly doesn't actually care what people think about her. She's, um, you know, she gets revenge on her classmates. But, you know, even the piranha thing, that was because they were bullying her brother, not because they were bullying her. She didn't care if they bullied her. But as she puts it, the only person who gets to torture my brother is me you know which so you know which is very wednesday i mean again that's something that's carried on from previous iterations of the adams family but uh but yeah no like she really and truly she just marches to the beat of her own drum she doesn't even have social media that's something that's introduced to her um Near the end of the season, when she goes to the Outcast School, somebody finally is like, Hey, here's a cell phone. <laughs> you know, so I think that if there's a season two, there will probably be a little more social media um, involved. But yeah, like she actually rejects it because she's not seeking the approval of her peers at all. She just, she has no, she has zero time for anything to do with social media. She would rather write her novel than waste her time listening to what her uh, classmates have to say about her.
0: Okay. Well, we mentioned at the outset that this is a a show that is really attracting people to watch it. And I just looked up something as we were talking. It just passed the billion hours of streaming mark, uh, which is the third biggest show in Netflix history in terms of, you know, billions of hours watched. And I mean, you think about that. That's an insane amount Of time um, for people to to binge the show. And so my question is, what do you think the draw is here? Obviously, we've talked about some of the darker themes, but why do you think this has been such an incredibly popular show? Because I think parents may have kids who come home and their friends are watching it. My 14-year-old daughter and I have been watching it, and we found out about it because her friends were watching it. And so I'm guessing other families will be in that situation as well.
4: Well, definitely the buzzworthy thing. I mean, once the buzz happens, man, everybody starts talking about what to stream. But, it, you know, go back to our our Halloween episode of the Plugged In Show where we kind of talked about this intrigue with dark and the occult and scary. It kind of has those elements. As a matter of fact, it's uh, it's interesting that it seems like this would have released right around... Halloween, because that that's kind of what it feels like. It feels like the Halloween show to stream. So I think that definitely has influence because not only is it kind of a, a show about young people and young people like shows about themselves, you know, uh, but it's got that dark element and it definitely is the thing that everybody's talking about. If we adults would say it's the water cooler conversations.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. And I think that there's even... In an odd way, a kind of empowerment message, you know, because she um, she doesn't back down. She's not afraid of anybody, even when she ends up in some perilous situations. She has a confidence about her like she never gets flustered.
1: Really? She never gets scared. No, she never gets scared. She's getting beat up by monsters and she doesn't even flinch, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, as always, if you want to learn more about this show, you can check out our full review at PluggedIn.com. Thanks, everybody. Well, now it's time for a little game that we call Name That Movie. And each of us will describe a movie in, oh, a sentence or two. And do it in such a way that it maybe takes elements of the movie and turns them inside out or upside down or exaggerates something. And the rest of us will have to guess what that movie is. So, do I have any volunteers for who would like? Oh, Bob, I see that I'll hand. go first.
2: <laughs> okay, here we go. A woman's pet becomes a Broadway sensation before drinking booze, wrecking the joint, and then running off to save orphans. I was going to say Lyle, Lyle Crocodile, <laughs> but. Uh, Annie? No. no. <laughs>
0: a woman's pet. Right, a woman's not pet. cats. There's more than oh one. Gosh, no, not cats.
2: Not Cujo. No. <laughs> the Cujo didn't save any orphans. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I know bold. that's. I, I'm think, trying to figure out. I was like nope. Little Shop of Horrors. I uh,
0: know. You have didn't a save orphans. I do. Um, Ray Harryhausen. Ray Harryhausen. Oh, so are we talking? Is it stop motion? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, we're getting closer Uh, I'm just too young uh, Jason and the Argonauts No 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 pets in that no pets <laughs> i'm like i'm digging into my ray harryhausen file and that's the first oh, thing that came up woman.
2: okay yeah. you want you want me to tell you yeah maybe so mighty joe young oh my goodness mighty which joe which was young. it was uh, it's a 1949 film and black and white oh so a lot of people probably have never heard of well, it got okay, remade so i've too. seen
1: the remake. yeah and yeah. there's no broadway in it that's well, why i was so confused the, the original
2: the original is really a classic And of stop-action filming, and it's probably my favorite Big Ape movie. It's your favorite Big Ape movie. (laughs) There you go.
0: And it's a relatively limited category, but, you know. (laughs) All right, who's next? Sure, I can go.
3: (laughs) A struggling bass guitarist attempts to win the heart of a girl, while a septet of enemies attempts to crush his.
1: I know this one. It's like... It's like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Correct. Yeah. Oh, right. You know what's what funny? I've never even seen that movie. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> but I
0: know the wow. premise. Wow. <laughs> well, I feel like you should get a prize for nailing it. Yeah. <laughs> Your prize is to go next.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> that's <there>. true. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> a man destroys his family heirloom.
0: Uh, That's, oh, that's it? it? Harry Potter. No. <laughs> oh, that encompasses a lot. Yeah yeah that, that's pretty broad. Man destroys his family here. Anything
3: else? It's gotta be a horror movie where it's like a cursed item that he's trying to Oh wait a minute. It's Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Yeah
1: <laughs> oh, My oh, next clue was oh, gonna be he had nine companions. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well technically eight companions, but still
4: <laughs> Jonathan. Okay. Um a special needs child perseveres against the odds and eventually reunites with the love of his life. Forrest gump. there you go. Wow
0: I you actually, are on. You are on it today. I have actually come <laughs> Emily to realize is on fire. I'm horrible at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I just freeze up. I have nothing in my head. All right, are you guys ready for mine? Yeah. Ready. Definitely. A group of Nazis takes an unusual interest in a Jewish artifact, and they are resisted by a man with a remarkably... I'm not done yet. (laughs) Nice. Resilient hat. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark.
4: (laughs) Luckily, with Adam, every week all you have to say is Star Wars. I know. All I I had to hear was Nazis and (laughs) (laughs) Artifact. Nazis (laughs) and (laughs) Artifact. All right.
0: (laughs) Well, I wanted there to be one gimme because you guys sometimes dig a little bit deep in the weeds. Yeah, we had some easier ones this time. I figure I'm the one who, you know... I'm the softball pitcher here. So, (laughs) well, thanks again for spending some time with us this week at the Plugged In Show. And if you've enjoyed our conversation, tell your friends about it. Word of mouth is really the best way to get information about our show out there. And you can also leave us a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And we would love to hear from you. What's keeping your family occupied over Christmas break? Are you watching Wednesday on Netflix? What do you think? How are you navigating the the issues that we've talked about, even though there are some positives there too? And for that matter, do you have a name that movie description that you would like us to read on the air? You can let us know at Facebook or Instagram, or shoot us an email at team at thepluggedinshow.com. And we may just feature your comments or your movie description on an upcoming show. And if you liked our conversation today and want some more ideas in the board game department, you'll find links to two blogs about board games for families that our very own Kennedy Unthank has written. And those will be in the episode notes for today's show. And you'll find those at our weekly blog entry for this week's conversation. Well, thanks again for spending some time with us today at the Plugged In Show. We know you have lots of things vying for your attention and we value your choice to Just listen to us and to participate in our conversation as these final days of 2022 draw to a close. So we wish you a happy new year and we look forward to joining you again, not only next week, but next year for our first episode of 2023 on The Plugged In Show.